Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 121 I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where is my help to come? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved, and he who watches over you will not fall asleep. Behold, he who keeps watch over Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord is your shade at your right hand so that the sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. It is he who shall keep you safe. The Lord shall watch over your going out and your coming in, from this time forth forevermore. Job chapter 39, verses 1 through 18. Do you know when the mountain goats give birth? Do you observe the calving of the deer? Can you number the months that they fulfill, and do you know the time when they give birth, when they crouch to give birth to their offspring and are delivered of their young? Their young ones become strong, they grow up in the open, they go forth and they do not return to them. Who has let the wild ass go free? Who has loosed the bonds of the swift ass, to which I have given the steppe for its home, the salt land for its dwelling place? It scorns the tumult of the city, it does not hear the shouts of the driver. It ranges the mountains as its pasture, and it searches after every green thing. Is the wild ox willing to serve you? Will it spend the night at your crib? Can you tie it in with can you tie it in the furrow with ropes, or will it harrow the valleys after you? Will you depend on it because of its because its strength is great, and will you hand over your labor to it? Do you have faith in it that you will that it will return and bring your grain to your threshing floor? The ostrich's wings flap wildly, though its pinions lack plumage. For it leaves its eggs to the earth, and lets them be warmed on the ground, forgetting that a foot may crush them, and that a wild animal may trample them. It deals cruelly with its young, as if it were not its own. Though its labor should be in vain, yet it has no fear, because God has made it forget wisdom, and given it no share in understanding. When it spreads its plumes aloft, it laughs at the horse and its rider. The Gospel of Matthew, chapter 11, verses 25 through 30. Jesus said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. And no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all that you are weary and heavy, carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Good morning and welcome to the feast day of St. Francis of Assisi, 
My name is Brother Logan Isaac, and I'm broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. Uh, this is First Formation, uh, and we usually uh, follow the Revised Common Lectionary, except for feast days when we um, when I try and find readings and prayers and uh, collects um, based on the saint of the day, the soldier saint in particular. And Francis of Assisi um, has an entry in the Lesser Feasts and Fasts, the uh, the Episcopal Church's um, calendar with a K, liturgical calendar. Um, and those readings are Job, are come from Job thirty nine, Psalm one one twenty one, and Matthew eleven. And Francis, um, it it sometimes gets underreported. Uh, that Francis was born into a world of war and wanted to be a man of war. Um, just a generation before Francis was born, um, the Third Crusade had just been waged. Um, this is, you know, of Robin Hood fame. Richard the Lionheart, uh, Frederick the First, uh, the the most noteworthy of campaign of crusades, um, which ended in. Certainly not success for the Crusaders, but um, there are also um, um, states, Crusader states in Jerusalem and in Israel, uh, Antioch, in Jerusalem, and the Holy City, and other places. And uh, this is also a time when chivalry and the like were um, beginning to gain pretty strong associations with violence and faith, if they didn't already have them. Um, out of, well, depending on who you ask, nine crusades or even more, um, the third, you know, it's still relatively early. Um, Pope Urban II had started the crusades by preaching not crusade, but pilgrimage, that, um, you know, nobles should protect um, pilgrims in the Holy Land. Um, and the term crusaders is anachronistic that didn't exist, exist until like the 17th century, 16th century, I can't remember. Um, they all called themselves pilgrims. And this pilgrimage was different in that Urban inspired the first crusaders to stitch uh, the cross onto their shoulders of their their uniform, their attire. Pilgrims usually dressed very simply, um, and they would um, only carry one, a staff and a bag, following Jesus' um, instruction to go out by twos. Um, and they sometimes went out by twos, but not always. Um, and their symbol was a scallop shell for the most part. Um Pope Urban in the 11th century, he changed that. The symbol became the cross. That's where we eventually get the word crusade from the Latin cruciata, which is to make the sign of the cross. Um, and that's what the the earliest um, warrior pilgrims did um, and also became a status symbol. You know, they were led by kings and uh, knights and nobles who all pretended to be poor by adopting symbolic features of the staff, the satchel, and the cross as opposed to the scallop. And Francis was born into this world. 
Um, Francis wanted to be a part of that world. Uh, he got his chance to be in combat um, when he was pretty young in a uh, fight against his neighbor, Perugia. Um, he ended up spending a year as a prisoner of war, and that certainly had an effect on him, seeing his friends killed um, and then spending a year in prison. Um, he acted strangely. Um, we might um, retroactively diagnose him with post-traumatic stress disorder, um, and he, it took a long time before he finally was convert, uh, uh, yeah, converted to something else. And that conversion was definitely nonviolent, but it was also not, it was deeply nonviolent. And what I mean by that is he, you know, when, when I was converted and, you know, baptized and all that, I, you know, went to protests and anti-war demonstrations and blah, 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 blah. And there's a certain mirror image um, in that activity with the activity that ceases to, to protest. You know, it's very, you know, aggressive and outspoken and that can be fine. I don't think that's the problem. But Francis did something else. He um, he wanted to go to the Holy Land because as a, if he was a crusader, he was a pilgrim. And that pilgrim mentality never left him. Um, and so he kept trying to go to the Holy Land and he kept failing. In fact, it's probably what he was trying to do when he went to visit the Sultan in Damietta. Um, not just to try and convert him, though I'm sure he told himself he would do so. Um, and it was also not just to be a martyr, though he believed, he had every reason to believe that that would happen. But it was also probably to get to Jerusalem because it was under Muslim control at the time. So if he got in good with the Sultan, maybe he would be allowed entry into the Holy Land, which he'd wanted to do since he was a child. Um, it doesn't happen. He never um, actually steps foot in the Holy Land in his life. Um, but he does create um, the very first nativity in 1223. He has this idea to recreate the scene of uh, Jesus' birth in a cave in Greccio on the land of another veteran uh, named John. Um, and the, his motivation was to tread in the steps of Jesus and to witness the baby's suffering firsthand. Um, and so he was you know, kind of obsessed with this for his whole life, getting to the Holy Land. And instead of, you know, forcing his way there, instead of compromising and allowing himself to be, to go there with the bodyguard detail, um, he brought the Holy Land home. And it's uh, from this uh, nativity scene that um, the Stations of the Cross were also kind of developed by the Franciscans once they were given custody of the Holy Land, um, not just by the Muslim um, controllers, but also by, eventually by the Vatican. And um, the other big thing that Francis is known for is preaching to the animals and, and to nature. Um, and Francis is pretty well known for this. Um, but what isn't often considered, I've found, um, is that, uh, you know, the, I, I don't know, I really enjoy nature. Uh, after six years in the military and a uh, combat deployment, it's good to be reminded, uh, you know, if you garden, it's good to be reminded that 
you can actually care for and cultivate life, not just, you know, destroy it or take it away. Um, and so being out in nature um, is therapeutic almost. And, you know, the um, there's a certain order and, um, you know, reliability to nature. It's not, you know, humans with free will, they can act in their own self-interest. But nature, you know, it, nature just works itself out however it can work out. Um, if there's not enough food for the predators, they die off. If there's not enough sun for the for the soybeans, they, they don't grow. Um, and so it's it's reassuring being in nature because humanity can be corrupt and be frustrating. Um, and so preaching to the animals, um, I've always wondered, you know, now nowadays we... We bless the animals. We take our, our dogs or other pets to church and we have them blessed. Um, but I'm not sure that's the whole story. I think that the animals and nature uh, was blessing Francis uh, and that he got as much from nature as he gave. Um, and they're wonderful reminders that, you know, when he preaches to the birds, they're wonderful reminders that in Genesis, um, we are the youngest in creation. The generations of the earth is what it's called in NRSV. Um, we're the youngest of, of all of nature. We're the last created. We're the babies of God's creation. Um, but we are still siblings in, in creation. Um, and so when you know Francis has his brother, son, sister, moon, there's also that same sense, that same familial sense he has with the animals, and that it's not a one-way relationship. We don't bless the animals without them blessing us. And anybody with you know, a pet, a loving pet, knows that you get as much from them as they get from you. And it's almost your duty, your responsibility to bless them, um, not just with prayers or a blessing, but also every day um, in providing for them in them providing for you and uh, treating them with the same respect you would any family member. Uh, so on Francis's feast day, we often bless the animals, but we should also remember that the animals and nature also bless us. The Collect for Francis's Feast Day from Lesser Feasts and Fasts. Most High, Omnipotent, Good Lord, grant your people grace to renounce gladly the vanities of this world, that following the way of Blessed Francis, we may, for love of you, delight in your whole creation with perfectness of joy. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with PewPewHQ in this or any way. 
Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.